0: I've lived in northern Monmouth County in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in this part of New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them, and I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucille Sapio, Talking Arts and Culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Grace Modla is an award-winning abstract artist, writer, performer, teacher, and activist, but today we're going to talk about her visual art. Her work has been exhibited nationally and internationally and in galleries right in Asbury Park. Grace uses exuberant color and rich textures and focuses on everything from nature to nudes. Grace and I talk about what she paints, why she paints, and what it means to be a female artist. I'm here today with Grace Modla. Hello, Grace. Hello, Lucille. This is the first time we're speaking. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you have described yourself as a feminist. And of course, we both know that women have not been given the same respect or attention as male artists which is why so much of what we consider masterpieces are done by men or were done by men. That's been changing, but it does bring to mind the question of the value of being labeled as a woman artist. Of course, we all know that that if women weren't honored separately, they probably would have a hard time being honored as artists at all. But do you think that this is a positive or a negative, being labeled as a woman artist?
1: I think that if we think about it, not so much in terms of good or bad, but as a part of our transition as a human species, we are in transition. We've moved from women not being given the opportunities to paint or to do any kind of art, women doing it in the shadows, women being known largely as the helpmates of the grand masters, to being artists in our own right and recognized in our own right now. And in a sense, that transition calls for making a sort of pointed effort to say women artists. Yes. But eventually we'll come out of this transition and simply all be known
0: as artists yeah. in our own right. Now you've had a lot of success exhibiting your work locally uh, yes. in some local galleries, at the Monmouth Museum and at the Heaven Art Gallery in Asbury Park. How difficult was it for you to get your work accepted at first?
1: I have been very lucky. Most of the time that I have put in for a show, I have been accepted. What was difficult for me was making that first attempt. So I hit a milestone birthday, I hit 50 years old. It just hit me that if I didn't try to see whether people beyond my wonderful family and wonderful friends liked my work, this was gonna be the time. Because it was a regret that I didn't wanna have once the curtain came down for good. That was the start and I got a big, great big shove my friend Christina Johnson and entered my first thing, it was the Bayonet Farm Arts and Music Festival and I got in and it just kind of
0: wonderfully went on from there. So let me ask you, when did you start to submit your work to remote galleries and exhibitions and competitions? What gave you the impetus to do that? Well those early successes locally certainly
1: helped. I was doing a lot of nudes at the time and then there was a California gallery that put out a call. The show was called Nude But Not Rude. I just on a lark. I just sent my work and a few weeks later got the acceptance. I was so elated. I couldn't believe it. I go to openings but I don't really love to stand where my work is standing. I don't like to stand there. There are a couple of reasons. Um, First of all, let the work speak for itself. Second of all, it obligates people to say something nice. And then there are those people who give you a sour look as they walk by and you don't want to see that. I don't care but I just don't want
0: to see it. So you said you you were doing nudes, but most of the art that I saw that you had online was focusing on nature. Yes. I get a great deal of satisfaction from my garden. Yes. As you you probably know. I've coveted this garden (laughs) a zillion times as I drive by to go to Home Depot. So I'm curious, what does inspire you when you get ready to paint, especially when you're painting nature? I, too, am inspired by nature. Colors of nature, the feeling, the change of the seasons really
1: moves me, as well as sort of my internal landscape. It also often, so often depends on what's happening in the world or what I want to escape from. I always, always get inspired by the colors. I don't necessarily paint a landscape that you
0: would recognize as a landscape. The colors and the feeling I take in. You're using your imagination, not just simply what you're seeing. Right. Obviously, one of the reasons for art is just the pure satisfaction of looking at it. But beyond that, what do you think is the purpose of art, specifically the art that you do? Are you using it to influence or simply a way to
1: express beauty? Well, I think those two things are contained in each other. I do like the idea of creating what I hope is beautiful and putting it out into the world. The world, the human-made world is full of ugliness, as we know, and the corrective of that in every medium to me is art. Um, and we see it in our, in just in this time, this time, this time of pandemic and being in, on lockdown. What has saved us? Every kind of artistic expression has come to the fore to give us peace, to give us solace, to give us some light in our day. That's something that
0: usually fades off into the background during quote-unquote normal life. Your artwork certainly doesn't disappear because you use very strong colors yes and I really like the way you use color it's thank you sometimes art like you have to think about it (laughs) you can think about your art but to to me (laughs) it's like it's something that you're looking at and just enjoying and that's fine by
1: me that is great by me I do love color I love rich saturated color I always start there I also like art that challenges you it makes you think or disturbs you or pushes you in some way I really do love all of that when it comes to what I want to live within my house, the soul of the creator has to speak to my soul, and I
0: have to want to live with it. You can Um, have a friend that you really like, but you'd never want to live with them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, they're just too much. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Was there a formative experience in your youth that led you into the direction of art? I can't pinpoint to one exactly, but
1: what I remember along the way were the teachers, now and then, who would recognize something that I did and really make me feel like I had done something. It wasn't explicitly said and I didn't ever sit down and say I'm, I'm an artist or I'm going to be an artist, but it just um, validated and it, it, like it reached me and I was able to sort of
0: express what I couldn't express in any other way. Now that's a great segue to my next question, because people tend to think that artists are very sensitive. As an actor, you get critiqued by theater critics. As a writer, the biggest criticism is when your work is rejected. Mm. What was the most hurtful criticism that you've received, and how did that help you with your art?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. Well, as I said, I've been really fortunate. I've either not been within earshot or of of anybody really (laughs) saying anything negative or disparaging. But one time, I remember, again, it was a festival, and there I was, I'm in my booth surrounded by my art. And, you know, a woman walked by and kind of looked around and just taking it in and then said, oh, you know, my grandchild could do this. And I had to laugh because it really is a cliche of artists and abstract art and, you know, things that are not necessarily representational. I just said, oh, what kind of art does your child do and, you know, your grandchild do? And she didn't really have too much of an answer. I don't know what her whole thing was, but, you know, she eventually just walked off. It was fine. So that was the worst. So. Here's where, here's the point where I want to get to. Georgia O'Keefe has this great quote. I'm not there yet, but she says, I've settled it for myself so that flattery and criticism go down the same drain and I am free. And so that's kind of like what I want to get to. Like, I I love the good feedback and the positive and people people want the art and buy the art, but I want to get to where the criticism will just go down that drain and not bother me.
0: How would you describe your art? Because I know that you call it mixed medium. So what does that mean? That means to me that
1: I'm just sort of open to using whatever tools and whatever whatever is at hand. So acrylic paint, oil sticks, ink, fabric, pieces of found things, um, various times of my life. I realized the other day for five years I did these bird paintings and they were complete mixed media. They were painted and there was fabric and there was this and that and I loved it and it came in and there it was in five years and then it just stopped. I had I had said everything I needed to say about mm. birds I guess. Yeah, I also love to cook and I kind of liken it to being the kind of cook who can take this herb and that
0: ingredient and this and that mm-hmm. and make a delicious meal. When I'm writing a story, it's pretty obvious to me when I reach the end of it. Painting's a whole different medium. How do you know when your painting is done? That is a great question, and the kind of woo-woo answer
1: but it's true <laughs> is that it it tells me it lets me know i have to listen and it says put that brush down you know you're done i usually listen and and heed the times that i've been like oh no 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 it just it's just this one more thing and you know I, then it's like ah oh, i should have <laughs> stopped there there just feels like a kind of a completeness about mm-hmm. it it it's hard to describe it's just kind of like it's just a
0: feeling Well, what happens when you look at some of your older work? What kind of feelings do you get that I should have gone further, I should have stopped sooner, I hate it, I love it? Well, there have been many works that years later, I've even taken work off the wall. You know,
1: sometimes it takes a long time for it to talk to you or for you to listen. So Mm -hmm. there have been times I've taken Mm -hmm. it off the wall. And if it hasn't been varnished, I will (laughs) rework it and like it better. There are some times, just like everything we do in the past, where I look at it and go like, oh, but I just figure that
0: was where I was at at that moment, and that's okay. I know you sell your art, but what gives you more pleasure? Selling a piece or having a lot of people look at it? Here's the thing
1: that makes me the happiest. When someone loves a piece that I've made so much that they want to live with it, that they want to bring it home and make it part of their life. No money has to have been exchanged because I've given pieces away and I'm happy to do that too. The satisfaction I get is if somebody really sees something in it that speaks to them and they want it as part of their life. A friend of mine she bought a piece and then saw another piece that she loved and she she bought that one too. She said that She's got two sons, and she wanted two pieces because they are going to be part of of their estate Mm -hmm. to give one to each son. And I thought, that, yes, (laughs) that. And it wasn't about the money. I mean, I actually kind of hated taking the money from her. It's that it meant that much to her. Can I tell you one more story that also made me feel? Go ahead. So there was this um, this first festival that I did. It was a two-day festival at Thompson Park several years ago. And... In the first hour, a woman came in and she stayed for, she looked at every piece and then she spoke and she said, you know, this is the first time that I've been out. I, I've had cancer and I've been in treatment for 10 months and I've just felt horrible. And you know, but this is the first day that I've sort of gotten myself together and I feel okay and I'm out. And she said, your work has made me feel so good, but it was about her and, and what it had done to her. And I gave her, I gave her a piece to take with her. At the time you could hug people so we hugged and you know she (laughs) said we said goodbye i'm telling you it happened within the first hour i could have left happy i didn't need to be there any of the rest of the two days it just felt like that was why i was there and that's why you paint exactly and i cherish that story Where can people see your art? On my Facebook page, on my Instagram, at my studio here in Homedale. My art page is Grace Modla Studios and anybody can go there. I'm working on my website which I've been working on
0: forever. So when you get your website up you're gonna be able to sell your art online? Yes. And of course they can always contact you through Facebook. Contact me through
1: Facebook which is how most people are doing it now. So Grace my last question for you.
0: What advice would you give if someone came to you and said that they were considering a career in painting?
1: I would say do it. Follow your heart. Learn everything you can. Go to school for it. Get a degree. With your degree, you can teach. But follow your heart. Find a way. And even if you don't necessarily end up making it a career, still do it. Because your soul and your spirit are just not going to be at peace unless you let that part of you blossom. Mm -hmm. I just want to mention that My husband, John, and my son, Sagan and Theo, and my extended family and my friends. What I do is because they are there. You know, I just want to thank them.
0: Thank you, Grace. This has been really nice. I'm so glad we had this chance to talk. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. I love the arts, and I love to talk, and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucila Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.